We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience BMW Championship second leg of the FedEx Cup playoffs. Not really picks, but research and preview, letting you know what you need to know. Get yourself ready for the week in golf. We only have two more events in the 2020 season. Then we're into the 2021 season. Then there's the U.S. Open. Then football's back. There's a lot going on right now. So a few things right off the top, especially with me. Mayo Media Network is my new YouTube channel. Uh, My show, The Pat Mayo Experience, obviously, is going to migrate over to that channel. So go subscribe to that right now. The link is in the description of this video and podcast. Need your help on this one. There's a teaser trailer over there. I've uploaded some of the very vintage cuss corners so far. Then the Pat Mayo experience will start to filter in there. And we got a ton of stuff coming up in the upcoming weeks. Of course, we have the win total show, NFC and AFC with myself, Jeff, and Tim Andacust. Always some of the best shows of the year. Plus all of the regular golf content. The Dogger Pass podcast, Cody and Paul's UFC show, is going to migrate over there as well. Although, you can still catch that on the Pat Mayo Experience audio feed as of right now. Eventually, it's going to spin off into its own thing. I also released the first three Cuss Corners as a part of its own audio feed as well. So if you go on Spotify, just Spotify for the moment. Uh, eventually, that's going to be on Apple Podcasts once all the minutia goes through. Uh, you can catch the first three vintage episodes, two with Gary and one with Cam. They're good times. Eventually, they'll all be up there, just like all the videos will be up on the Mayo Media Network. So please, subscribe to that. Smash the like button for not only this episode, but all of those episodes, too, and the comments really go a long way. So for this video, please tell me, who is your early lean for the BMW Championship this season. Also, if you want to play in the Pat Mayo Experience Listeners League, we shrunk it down this week because as golf comes to its conclusion, there's just less interest. I believe there are 5,000 spots, maybe 4,000 spots this week, so they will be at a premium. You can find the link in the description of this video or podcast. And if you want to get the best chance to get ahead by doing your research, what I'm going to be using on the show today to try and parse through all the information 
fantasynational.com. If you go to fantasynational.com slash mayo, M-A-Y-O, you get yourself 20% off, okay? You go do that. Let's talk about the BMW Championship because I'm about out of the running at the Northern Trust, as it turns out, when you go so heavy on Morikawa and he forgets how to hit his irons and still can't putt. It's a real problem. It's shitty because I have some really good looking lineups too. And on the Wednesday show, I talked myself into Webb and Dustin being really good pivots. And what did I do? Not pivot onto them at all. I was like, I'm steadfast here. I'm going to use Rory and Morikawa and lap the field. All the other picks are like kind of good. But when your two highest owned guys both either suck or miss the cut, not going to turn out too well. So I'm moving on to next week. Hopefully, I don't know. The Gooch can finish inside the top 20. Maybe Siwoo. I picked up Bubba Live. Maybe they can finish inside the top five. That could really go a long way. Streelman being even one-fourth of the first round lead, plus his top five each way in full, is really helping out right now. So it's not making it a disastrous week, just more of a treading water type of week. So hopefully we can get it back at the Northern Trust, and we'll see if Dustin can hold on to his lead at the Northern Trust. He's up by five going into Sunday. I mean, I have Hatton right now. I guess if he came inside the top five, that would work out really well, too. Uh, I believe the top five is either minus 15 or minus 16 at the moment. So that's doable for some of the people in the pack. It's just catching up 10 strokes. Unless DJ goes full Matthew Wolf. Thanks a lot for the uh, third round, old Matt. Uh, That was great. Learn how to hit an iron. What happened? You were like third tee to green going into the day. And then guess it completely regressed back to all the other way, which is just really strange to me. Hopefully it gets people off him next week because well, I guess I'll have to see how he finishes on Sunday. But either way, uh, unless Dustin comes back to the pack, he's running away with this. Only like English and Scheffler could really have a chance to catch him if they have a good round and DJ only shoots like two under. You would have to have DJ basically putting up the Kevin Na, Rory, or Matthew Wolf. Three guys I own this week, by the way, in round four. And then the pack is still in it. It just, it's hard to see that happening, to tell you the truth. Like, I would say the top three guys, maybe four guys, have a shot of catching Dustin if they play immaculate golf and Dustin still stumbles a little bit. But if Dustin shoots like a 68, he probably has this in the bag unless Scheffler goes 59 again. So it's not a spot where you want to be investing too much uh, into the Northern Trust. But hey, maybe you're watching this after the Northern Trust. We can move on to the BMW Championship. It's at Olympia Fields this year. So the last time that we saw Olympia Fields at all was the 2015 U.S. Amateur, and that was under USGA setup. We saw this last year with the BMW Championship. It's like, oh, U.S. Opens. You know, this course plays so tough. Well, it wasn't the U.S. Open. It was the FedEx Cup. And in the FedEx Cup, they want scoring. So they set it up to be a little bit easier. And then Justin Thomas goes out and runs train on everyone. So at that 2015 match play, Bryson actually won the U.S. Amateur that year. John Rom came fifth. Maverick McNeely and Robbie Shelton both came ninth. Seb Straka came T17, as did the inventor of basketball himself, Matthew Neesmith. Denny McCarthy also T17. Bo Hostler T33. But it does not look like he's going to advance to the BMW Championship. I didn't even know he had made the playoffs. And then all of a sudden, I saw him on the Saturday leaderboard. I was like, hey, Bo Hostler, I didn't even know he made the cut. Not only did I know he was in the field, he actually made the cut, but I don't think he's going to advance. So the top 70 in the FedEx Cup will advance to the BMW Championship. And Olympia Fields is playing at 7,366 yards, at least per its scorecard. Uh, it's Olympia Field CC North, and the, the greens are going to be a mix of, they're going to be bluegrass, which is like in between Poa and Bentgrass. So Poa, more than likely, it's going to be a bit bumpier. It stays around 
all year, so you can just go look that up. My initial thought was Harding Park jumps to mind. Beth Page from last year jumps to mind. Probably easier versions of those courses, but probably similar skill sets. That's no joke. 7,366 yards is a par 70. Long approaches. A lot of the guys realistically, who we kind of like this week, could go into full force next week as well. So PGA, I guess Scotty Scheffler is kind of like the guy you just keep riding. Played well at Harding Park. Dustin, too, obviously. But yeah, he's probably going to end up being the highest price player if he ends up winning. So I've loaded the field, or I haven't loaded the field. Moose has loaded the field into FantasyNational.com right now. And again, you can use FantasyNational.com slash Mayo if you want to get yourself 20% off to go look at the stats. And since the tournament isn't over yet, we just loaded back in the top 25. That will be updated once the odds come out and once the DraftKings pricing comes out for the week. As you can see right now that they're still retaining uh, some of the stuff. Did, did the pricing already come out? I don't know what's getting loaded in here. It's blowing my mind a little bit no it is just dummy pricing so don't worry about that you will update it once the actual DraftKings pricing and odds do come out so I've done kind of a scan through the leaderboard the scorecard sorry um, and the way that it's shaping up there's a 626 yard par 5 to kick things off um, and it just looks like a lot of long par 4s which you're probably going to be accustomed to see the par 3s 187 251 168 and 215 so two to one two really little two two long ones and one super long one one looks actually somewhat gettable they don't actually have any of the rankings on the scorecards but um it's looking pretty dicey so there's one let's see one one par four over 500 yards there's one two three four five six par fours over 450 yards between 450 and 500 and i guess the other one so there'd be seven and it looks like there is one and there's one below 400 there's one exactly at 400 so and there's one at 417 so it does look like there's a bit of an e i wouldn't necessarily an easy stretch but it looks like it's going to be long irons 175 proximity and above maybe we can just go build a model uh just based on initial thoughts i haven't checked out the rough as of yet um and i have not checked out just how the course is definitely going to play that's more research it's just so weird with a course that we haven't seen in a while there's nothing really left to go back and draw from no strokes gain nothing like that so it's going to be you have to rely on reports throughout the week i'll have my update up on dknation.com when i do my column and then we're going to go through the DraftKings show again up on mayo media network this week or just on the regular podcast feed to try to get some more information we're kind of flying blind uh, at the moment so we'll call this a bmw championship olympia fields and i'm guessing that driving and approach are really going to be the two big things so let's leave those up there uh we'll add in those super long proximity ranks we'll go 175 to 200 is probably our main one this week we'll call that at 10 and i mean if it plays anything like the us am did you're going to need to have a bit of your short game so we're going to put that at five uh, i'm going to throw in putting so it doesn't tell me that bion hanan is the world's best player or Corey connors uh, nice to have but you know, i just don't want it to filter those guys up to the very top and those long par fours let's chuck those in where are you at par four from 450 to 500 and let's go proximity over 200 
And one more. What do we want to chuck in here? You can really, when you're making your model, I'm just doing this as a preliminary thing that I'm going to go back and take a look at it in the future uh, and readjust it as the week goes along. And you don't even need to have this many stats in it if you don't want to. Uh, that is just something right now. I'm going to throw in the 150 to 170, and that's par threes. Don't want to do that. I want to put in the, I'll put in the long par threes. Uh, we'll go 220 to two. Eh, I probably don't need that. I'll just use the proximity from that. Uh, let's go proximity. There it is, 150 to 175 as well. So we'll weight the 200s uh, at 10% as well, and we'll do 5%. Because I'm guessing just with the length of these holes that some of the bombers, they hit the fairway, 150 to 175 is going to kind of be their key range. But most of the players in the field will filter into this proximity range from 175 to 200. I don't know how much weight I'm really putting. What are we at here? 95%. I'm going to lower... Off the tee, pump up approach. We're at 95 still. Yeah, let's jack up. <laughs> let's go with that. All right, so we'll move around the green up to 8%, putting up to 7%. Par 4 is 450 to 500 at 10%. Proximity over 200, 10%. 150 to 175, 5% with off the tee at 20. And approach at 30%, along with 175 to 200 proximity at 10%. And just see what that gives us. Uh, I just think it's a decent starting point if this is really where you want to go with this. I always just kind of like to see who pops out. Who am I not seeing right now? And then we'll revert back to the Northern Trust just to see if there's any sneaky guys going through. We caught Hatton from the PGA Championship uh, two weeks ago. Just the ball striking a bit immaculate. But he had not really been doing much of anything on the greens. That kind of flipped a little bit, although he lost his... If he just hit his approach as well in round two and like not hit it in the native area, the guy took it a fucking condo in the native area. Didn't realize he was also the property manager, but like, good God. Uh, if he had just been better in round two he'd be very much in this mix even if he had just shot like four under or something like that then all of a sudden he'd be up at minus 16 and maybe he had another 63 or 62 in him i don't know just it kills me that round was so bad from him uh justin thomas the defending bmw champion uh not having the best go of it and he's having to get yeah, he's doing much better than morikawa is uh in terms of overall ranking so it goes thomas morikawa hideki scott and fino and that's just top 50 rounds overall so that's not just including the restart so let's just shrink the sample size to the last two months and of course the northern trust stats are going to get loaded in once the northern trust ends but as i'm speaking right now the northern trust not over uh thomas morikawa redmond hovland steel wolf harris english Webb Simpson, Tony Finau. Thanks for showing up in Boston, Tony. And Dustin Johnson would be your top 10. Again, that does not include the stats from the Northern Trust. Uh, just Justin Thomas kills everything. He is no worse than T21 in any of the key stats, except for uh, putting, where he's 55th. Morikawa is kind of the same, although it was around the green game. We know not to be all that great. Not as great on the long par fours. The best players uh, over the last two months, so that's like a minimum of 18 rounds, really, except for Adam Scott, who has four, uh, from 450 to 500 yards. A lot of those same holes came in play at the PGA Championship as well. Finau, Fratelli, the Gooch, Bryson, Hadwin, Champ, Redmond, Steele, Berger, and Xander. Uh, Henrik Norlander as well. A lot of guys have missed cut this week on those proximity from 200 plus you're looking at jt matthew fitzpatrick i don't even know if he's going to end up qualifying for the field actually will he he probably will i don't know what the standings are i probably should have checked into that but hey this is a first look in research i'm walking you through my process and the questions that i'm going to be asking myself as this all goes through hideki signs a life on saturday did make the cut Dustin, he's up there as well. Warinsky, Morikawa, the Gooch, 
Gooch apparently just plays these holes really well. Um, hopefully he can squeeze out that top 20. That would be really nice. That would be very helpful to my cause this week in trying to make money. Uh, Day, Rom, Steele, Denny McCarthy, Webb Simpson. All of a sudden, Denny McCarthy is playing pretty well. Uh, from that key range, 175 to 200, Warinsky, again, he's up there. Hideki, Gooch, Hatton, Wolf, Answer, Bubba, Leishman, Nah. Joaquin Neiman and Billy Horschel. I think from a DraftKings perspective, where this is going to be a no-cut event, where it's only 70 players, I wouldn't say go high exposure. It's going to be a limited exposure week for me overall, uh, just because I don't love the no-cut events. Although I was pretty successful in Memphis. You have to treat this like a WGC, realistically. But I do think that the bottom end of the field is going to be a lot better than maybe uh, it is some of these WGCs. Maybe not so much the last one, because that was a smaller field and it didn't have all of the Europeans. It didn't have all of of the Asian, Japanese, Korean tour players, the random Aussies who ended up qualifying, although Sean Norris was in the field, that for the FedEx Cup, uh, your bottom end is going to be like Munoz or Gooch or those type of players, whoever ends up qualifying and getting themselves through. So ball striking in general is just a good way to lean to begin with uh, and then just some of these key ranges. But again, for DraftKings purposes, you can look at this one of two ways. So generally speaking, you want to ride form in the FedEx Cup playoffs. We've just seen that over and over and over. However, from a DraftKings perspective, to make your team unique in some of these larger tournaments in a no-cut event, you're probably going to want to go to the players who really fucked up everyone's lineups this week, to be perfectly honest with you. The Brysons, the Finaus, uh, the Doc Redmonds, Colin Morikawa, Abraham Anser, Joaquin Neiman, Billy Horschel, like those type of guys who are all rating out really well, or even like Wolf and Nye. I mean, they're two guys who burned me on Saturday. They made the cup at like big five deal they didn't do anything uh maybe they can rebound with a fantastic sunday but if you're playing the ownership game you have to consider that these guys are just going to be way lower owned like when we get to it if if let's say the leaderboard holds as it is right now like scheffler and dj are probably going to be the two highest owned guys in the field just because they had a great week and that's not to say that they won't play well because they do apparently set up really well for olympia fields <laughs> but at the same time uh when you get into these certain situations that you, you almost have to play a little bit of a pivot ownership game and all of a sudden, hey, if Rory just shows up and plays really well, I'm even talking to myself at a Rory at this point, but you know, eventually he's going to click. If he get himself to Eastlake, like, that's his jam. That's his course. So it's going to be a really tricky week. Probably have to have Raza on this week to talk through the different variations of lineups you can play and the strategy behind the game theory that goes along with it. The top 10 before Northern Trust and Strokes Gained Approach, you got JT, Palmer, Norlander, Hovland, whose putter has just been insane at the Northern Trust. The, the approach has not been good for him. Neiman, Redmond, Steele, Morikawa, and Harris English. I really should have used more Harris English this week, now that I think about it. So let's look at the Northern Trust stats right now uh, and see maybe some guys who missed the cut, flew under the radar. Again, I don't have the exact update on who is actually in the top 70 in the FedEx Cup standings and gets into the field next week at the nor at the BMW Championship. Oh, look there, Pat Mayo's new YouTube channel, the Mayo Media Network. You can subscribe right there. Shout out, Booth, for putting that up. Thanks for helping the cause. Like I said, the Mayo Media Network is really going to be relying on viewers, viewers like you who are watching the show, who enjoy watching the Pat Mayo experience. And there's hopefully, this is just phase one. Phase two is going to involve uh, me hiring and outsourcing different shows, different sports. It doesn't even need to be sports. It could be, I mean, there's an election coming up. I'm talking to a polling guy right now to make some election bets, that kind of thing. There's going to be entertainment stuff, but not all the shows are going to feature me. Uh, 
I want to use it as a springboard for some people maybe breaking into the fantasy industry or the betting industry or just want to get some more exposure. Uh, you know, you can contact me at the PME on Twitter. PatMayoExperience at gmail.com is another way to do that. New shows won't be initially launching. We're just going to go with the initial three with the Pat Mayo Experience, the Dogger Pass podcast, and Cuss Corner. But if we can ramp this up pretty quickly, hopefully I can get more shows off the ground quicker for everyone out there and to really have a comprehensive channel. And that's something that's really exciting to me. Uh, and it's something that I know I can do from a production standpoint, uh, but I do need the help of the viewers out there. So like I said, smash the like button for the video, subscribe to the network, really try to, you know, if you're a fan of this show, just please go help support it. That's the number one thing that you can go do for me right now. Uh, so the Northern Trust we take a peek at the in-tournament stats to see what's going on. If we look at all rounds, let's just look at some of the guys who missed the cut. Let's switch this over to totals. Uh, just I find that's easier to read and really put into some context. So oh, it's just giving me the top 50 in ties right now. Oh, yeah, because I'm looking at DraftKings round four. That would be why. Let's just look at DraftKings overall because the guys who missed the cut are obviously not in the round four showdown contest. Now, let's take a peek down here. Who played well but couldn't putt? Oh, of course, Tony Finau. Almost two off the tee, 1.3. It's like he was gearing up for the U.S. Open all week, to be perfectly honest with you. Like He was just hitting it to like 20 feet, 25 feet every time and just trying not to three-putt. Not a When you guys are shooting 59s and 60s in the same round, not a great strategy, Tony. But uh, the around the green, the putting absolutely sunk him. So I wouldn't really hold that too much against him. Might be a nice spot to get back onto him next week. Here we go. Here's a guy with two positive. Oh, God, Scott Brown. Can't imagine he did not qualify for next week. Man, ball striking really came through. The bad ball strikers missed the cut. And the good ball strikers made it through. Ben Ann, minus three, minus 6.2. Good God. Uh, so who are some guys right now in the ball striking department? through three rounds that we're looking at no dustin number one no big shock there he's in first place scheffler he's second he's number two rose keegan huh rose and keegan i mean i'll just go back down with the justin rose ship once again you can see my stars are the guys that i played this week hatton uh you can really use his like i said the round two to be better for him but rose a ton of strokes lost on the greens keegan i mean that's no surprise he's still in 22nd place right now maybe a nice showdown play uh we'll see how he did in round three but just overall he's playing pretty well this week uh cam smith that's somewhat interesting tends to play longer hard course as well at least at his peak that's something that he does well he's bleeding strokes on the green see woo, his bleeding strokes on the green the ball striking just continues to be good bubba could be gaining more that would be nice bubba uh maybe he can go have a hot fire around although his around the green game is carrying him quite a bit same with see woo at the moment Adam Scott can he keeps missing like three footers, but he's dropped all the way down to 64th place, almost like Matthew Wolf just had a terrible round three. But again, that's a spot where I could see myself potentially getting back on board. Uh, if you know it's going to be the short game that kills him, the approach is good. We know that Adam Scott can drive the ball, generally speaking, relatively well. It's only his second tournament of the year. This will be his third. I assume, yeah, he won Riviera. He's definitely a PMW championship. So maybe he's in a decent spot to go to next week. Henley has just been great across the board, although I worry that this course might be too long for him next week to really contend is what I'm looking for. So here's something interesting with Rory. The driving, it's just weird to see Rory ever in the minus for driving. That tends not to sustain itself. That tends to flip. The irons have been excellent. Can't chip, can't putt. Oh, I'm going to get sucked back into Rory next week. Fun times had by all. Fino missed the cut, and he's still up there. Of the guys ball striking who missed the cut, Fino and Brown are the two highest ones. Um, that's kind of crazy. Streelman had the first round lead, hasn't made a putt since. So Rory, 
So yeah, we can piece this together pretty easily. Rose, Hatton, Rory, Streelman, maybe. Finau. Now, now we're building a core. All those guys probably won't fit in. Thomas has been good. He just can't sink a putt. Keith Mitchell can't sink a putt. Uh, Brian Harmon's not putting overly well. Someone like Harry Higgs is living with his putter. Uh, English is living with his putter and his chipping, but he's also striking the ball pretty well as too. Not like the other leaders. Like I would say that just based on, and it's not to say that he won't go out and win or shoot a 59 or something like that. You need to putt well if you're going to go through, but lining it up right now, looking at how he's doing it, I don't have the most confidence in English sticking around coming into Sunday where you have guys like Johnson and Scheffler just crushing it off the tee and making enough putts to survive. Uh, it'll be really hard for him to kind of recoup everything. The irons continue to be good for Mark Hubba Hubbard. Let's see, there's Justin Thomas. Who else is just bleeding strokes down here? Poor Bryson. Couldn't putt. Couldn't. I mean, the driver is going to be there. If he can get his... Generally, he putts well. It's usually driving and putting when it comes to Bryson. Uh, he did gain a little bit around the greens this week. But if he can get the approaches back into the positives, he should just be back in contention. I'm curious to see what his pricing and what his odds get up to uh, when it really comes down to it um, next week. Just because... When you see Patrick Reed have a bad week, uh, his odds tend to really drop down a lot because people don't like Patrick Reed. Ian Poulter is very much the same way. I wonder if Bryson is in that zone where he goes to becoming a favorite, has a bad term, and everyone's like, fuck Bryson, he sucks again. And then all of a sudden he's like 28 to 1. I don't think that's going to happen because you'll have the narrative that he won the U.S. Amateur here, which is probably completely irrelevant considering to go on to win that, you have to win match play rounds, which is a completely different game uh, when you think about it. But if you can get him at like a 20 number, that's not inconceivable, I don't think, especially with Dustin likely going back from the 22 number all the way back up to like 12 or 14, wherever he may be. So you might catch some drift on Rory and or Bryson from the very top end because you're going to see Rom be up high again with his T5 at that U.S. Amateur uh, and playing pretty well at the Northern Trust. What is, how is Rom doing it? Let's just take a peek at Rom. Minus geez not hitting his irons very well maybe he was able to come back through in round three we'll see how these guys are doing in round three how did rom figure that out a little bit rombo yeah didn't have the approaches working at all but off the tee and the putting was really good so watch out there who was the best ball strikers in round three hatton dustin kuchar cam smith and hideki all right like to see that rose casey scheffler keegan gooch nice to see the ball striking come back who did it all with the putter Boston, Norin, Tringali, Palmer, and Hostler. Although a lot of those guys were able to cobble together some pretty good rounds on approach, too. All five of those guys lost off the tee, though. Uh, Hatton gained. Hatton was just great in round three. Uh, probably not going to fire back-to-back 63s, but hey, crazier things have happened, right? Uh, Bubba actually got the putter working a little bit as his ball striking sagged. It was the first, first one where he really gained a lot during the week uh, on the greens. He had been good ball striking before that. Gooch has gone good round, bad round, good round with the putter, but the first one where the ball striking has really come through. Who was just like horrendous in the ball striking department or in the strokes gained approach department? Man, what a round for Matthew Wolf. Minus 1.5 off the tee, minus 4.3. I wonder... If I just go take a look at Wolf, when the last time he lost 4.3 strokes on approach was, has that ever happened before? Let's see. 4.1 at the Charles Schwab in round three, 3.3 round one at Memorial, minus three 
around four at Honda earlier this year. Those are his three worst. So it doesn't usually happen you know, twice in the same tournament. That's nice to see. So maybe he can just have a nice rebound tomorrow, get this round out of it. He can go fire at some pins, and maybe he can go really low. Because before that, in rounds one and two, Wolf was just crushing it, ball striking. So curious to see that moving forward. Huh? Rogers, Wolf, Poulter, Piercy, and Harmon, and Matt Jones all lost more than three strokes on approach. That ain't good any way that you slice it. Wolf, Rogers, Warinsky, Poulter, and Harrington were the worst, five worst when it came to ball striking overall. So we got a really mixed bag uh, going into Sunday at the Northern Trust and projecting out towards the BMW Championship. It might just be a week to play with, you know, a three max like the Pat Mayo Experience Open, which you can find the link to rake free in the description of this video and podcast. But that's probably going to be my approach. Play a few single entries, play some three max, maybe throw those three max into the big tournaments as well, uh, but not get crazy and play 20 lineups. Really narrow down my core. And if I'm right, I'm right. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I won't lose a ton of money in the process either. Hopefully not a ton of money in the process, but we'll see how it goes. Hopefully my five of six lineups in the larger single entries and the $100 and the $200 can really come through. Don't have Dustin, but I do have like Russell Henley and Siwoo and Bubba and a few of those. I have Rory anchoring one. If Morikawa had just made the cut, my, my life would be going so much better right now. But hopefully my guys can come through enough that I tread some water, maybe even win a little bit or lose just a little bit this week uh, and just move on to the next week. So you're not going to win every week. You hope not to get wiped out when you lose, though. Even if you lose like 20% of what you put in, hey, you've just treaded some water on DraftKings, roll it on over to the next week. Hopefully you can do better. But if I can play a condensed core uh, and my guys hit, I hope to cash big when it comes down to it. So again, please subscribe to the Mayo Media Network. Find the link to that in the description of this video and podcast, just like the link to the Pat Mayo Experience Open. Uh, my article will be up on dknation.com on Monday in the Pat Mayo Experience from this point on. I might even release it on both channels, but it's going to appear exclusively starting soon on the Pat Mayo or sorry, the Mayo Media Network YouTube feed in the same place on the podcast. It's going to take me a second to get used to all of this too, so please bear with me through all of it, and please spread the word, subscribe, and do help me out as much as you can. It's all free stuff, so please, just help me out. Hey, if you do want to pay for something, get 20% off at Fantasy National by going to fantasynational.com slash Mayo. U.S. Open's coming up, Masters is coming up, golf really isn't taking any time off so you can continue to put fantasy national to good use and here's the fun part a lot of people are going to be investing for DraftKings football coming up and all those guys might want to be like hey uh, maybe i'll play a showdown on thursday maybe i'll throw some lineups in golf too Fantasy National has done its best work, especially the simulator, during the swing season. Now, I don't know the strength of the fields during the swing season. I'm guessing they're not going to be great. And that's generally when everything starts popping up. Everything comes up gold for the simulator, uh, like the top five guys. I think the first six events of the swing season last year, like the scrub events, uh, the top five, the winner came from one of the top five guys in the Fantasy National simulator. Like that was like Munoz at 60 to one, Champ at like 100 to one. Some really good long odds on good players. So he was able to sniff those guys out. So just because the tournaments you know aren't so prestigious doesn't mean there isn't to be money to be won all right i'm pat mayo thank you all for watching good luck on sunday cash some tickets out there hopefully you got some dusted on the go maybe you're way up high in some of these tournaments so i i wish you the best of luck maybe you'll win some round four showdown who knows i'll see you next time experience experience